It's a blessing to have good friends, isn't it? I mean, it's just one of the joys of life to get to have a good conversation with friends. Well, here at Noteworthy, we're all about that. And that's what today is. It's a great conversation with a good friend. Today, I'm very honored and privileged to have my friend Jake Walden on the Noteworthy podcast. Jake is the youth pastor at Restoration Apostolic Church in Winterville, Georgia, right near Athens, Georgia. And he's also our Section 3 youth director for the Georgia District Youth Ministries, doing an incredible job. Jake and I had an incredible conversation, uh, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's dive right in. Jake, I love you, man. Thanks for being on the show. And to all you amazing listeners, I'm Nathan French, and this is the Noteworthy Podcast. Let's go. This is Papa John's. <laughs> uh, yes, I would like a large pepperoni pizza with extra cheese, please. Uh, we're out of pizza. <laughs> so dumb. This is, is this Sir Edward Jacob Walden? This is Sir Jacob Edward Walden. <laughs> gotcha. I wasn't sure what was first or if you... The first name is officially... Is it Ed or is it Jake? Nope. My first name, Jacob. Middle name, Edward. And I, as I always say, I had both of those names before either one of the Twilight guys had those <laughs> names. You, you owned it first, bro. You owned it first. I did. You're I did. killing it, man. You're killing it. Oh, man. Well, bro, so, so, so <clears throat> excited to have you on the Noteworthy Podcast, bro. How you doing today? Oh, I thought this was Matthew's podcast. <laughs> Well, listen, you have I'm to be good. in high places to get on Matt's podcast. I don't know. I guess that, you do. That would be a high honor. Exclusive. Yeah, this is this is one of the lowlier ones. I'm sorry, bro. I couldn't uh couldn't get you on Obviously, that you just get you just get anybody on this podcast. <laughs> you, you do what you can. <laughs> oh, man, you're crazy. Well, no, bro, th- um, thanks for having me. Man, I'm honored to have you on the show and I've been uh, really looking forward to this conversation. We just had great uh, a great summer together at camps and extreme weekend, and yeah. we're going to dive into that. Talk about a lot of stuff today. We're going to talk about youth ministry a little bit. Um, but for those that may not know you personally, I know some listening they're they're probably going to know you personally. They're going to see your name and click on this episode. But for those that don't know you. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and where you serve and what you do? All right. Well, uh, 
as we've established, my name is Jacob Edward Walden. Right. And, and nobody Jacob. calls me Jake. Only a couple people in my life ever call me Jacob. So it's Jake. Um, and uh, I serve um, as our youth pastor at uh, RAC, a Restoration Apostolic Church. It's in Winterville, uh, right outside of Athens, Georgia. Go dogs. Hmm. Um, it's been uh, it's been seven years this year that I've that I've led our youth ministry. Wow. Uh, at our church and amazing. Um, my, my dad is my pastor and, uh, I'm not bitter about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love my dad as my dad and my pastor. And, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, uh, so we've, we've been at RAC for, uh, just a little over 14 years now. And, uh, and I love it. Uh, I'm also, uh, our section three youth director for, uh, the GDYM. And I love doing that. So I love I love youth ministry hyphen ministry. I, I love serving in that area. Um, I guess you'll probably ask me more things about myself later on. <laughs> I will. I will. So um, one thing that I was trying to remember yesterday: How long have you been the Section Three Youth Director? Because uh, I, I, it I, feels like you've been the the sectional director for a really long time and my uh james barler was like i was telling him that you were going to be on the podcast and he was like ask him how is he like 24 but he's been on the committee like 12 years <laughs> was he like five when he started <laughs> i was i was five when I was. no um That's i'm awesome. trying to think because it's been a while why why do I not know this? It's been it's probably been was it's probably I, been five years. Was I was on the committee, right? Like when you started, I was already on the committee, correct? Because I've been on the committee like eight years. Uh yes. Yeah. I can't keep That's it right, together, I, bro. I'm I can't I can't remember the year. I really can't. I'm getting it old. Was, it was an off it was an it was kind of an odd thing because it wasn't during a transition time. Uh the role needed to be filled. Uh, brother, uh, Steve Cole called me and just asked me out of the blue. And wow. I, I said, uh, yeah, I'll give that a go. Sure. Let's do it. Move <laughs> and the I, mission. And I'm still here. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's awesome, bro. Well, I put you on the spot there, but I, I really couldn't remember. It just feels like you've always been on the it, committee. It, you know, if I tried to say the year, I, 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 I might get it wrong and I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> But, uh, I think I started on the committee in 2013, I think was my official start on the committee. But it's hard to keep it together, bro. The summer's all it is. rolled it is. together. Anyways. Um, it's been a great time. It's a, it's a great time, and uh, it truly is a just a privilege and a joy to work with you on the committee. I absolutely love it, and I love your spirit. And, uh, you know, the Wolf Tribe does reign supreme we all we all know it that does. um so that. Uh, well man i want to um i want to kind of kick things off by talking about your podcast what was i thinking with jake walden this is a great podcast i love it uh i really do look forward to it um and i don't know what your release schedule is it feels like every like two to three weeks or something like that. I don't know what my release schedule is. <laughs> I, I really, I, I, I want to get to where I'm, where I'm putting out one a week because I usually don't do super long episodes. Yeah. Um, but obviously with, with summer, that was really hard to do just 
yeah, for us. Summer's no joke. Camp and stuff. Um, but a lot of times, so uh, my my secular job in roofing, a lot of times the schedule is it's uh, it's not always consistent. Um, right. Uh, through the week, it, it, I might have you know a job two days in a row, and then skip a day, and then have a job. And so it's is I kind of have to plan around that and just the craziness of life. But I, I want to get where I'm doing one episode a week. That'd be awesome, bro. That'd be awesome. But don't don't stress about that. You know that's the thing about podcasting. You you do what you can. Um, I, my podcast is supposed to be weekly, and uh, most of my listeners would tell you that. They do not get an episode every single week. So it happens, bro. It happens. But let's talk about your podcast. Great, great podcast. Um, really great content. I love your approach to it. Um, my wife, Rachel, loves your podcast. She really enjoys listening to it. And she doesn't listen to a ton of podcasts. So that's a that's a compliment from her. She, she likes podcasts that kind of stay in your vein where it gets into deep topics, but you do it in a fun kind of lighthearted way and that's what makes your podcast unique and special so let's uh maybe you could tell our listeners what inspired this when did this start and how did you get that ministry going uh so i hadn't it's not like starting a podcast was something that i thought about for a super long time um i hadn't been thinking about it for very long before i started it uh maybe a couple of months. Um, and I had had, and I, I couldn't even remember who, but I'd had people kind of mention it, you know, sometimes like, you know, you should start a podcast about, sure. you know, this or this or this. And, um, and the more I thought about it, you know, I, I, I thought, well, you know, could, could this be, you know, could this be a good thing? Cause for the longest time I was like, nobody's gonna, Nobody's going to listen to a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from me, I, yeah. honestly. And that, that's not me being some, you know, uh, I really, I really was like, I don't think people would be interested if I started a podcast. I don't, I'm not even sure, you know, it, it, how it would be unique to me. I wouldn't want to just copy something that somebody else is doing. I was like, right. other people have great podcasts and, and, um, but I, you know, I got to thinking about, just different times and this this all sounds so deep but i got i got to thinking about different times just throughout my life you know ones that i was um that i've been close to that i know are invested in me and and uh you know kind of you know watch my life and things they you know they would say you know you've got you know you have good things to say you know and they would say because i like to have fun i like to be goofy and you can really tell that if you follow me on social media at all <laughs> right. I, I i like to think I that i that i'm making somebody laugh right. and um and so you know but they you know people would tell me you know you it's you're not all you know just jokes and and being goofy you really have good things to say and you know i only ever you know i i've always been happy to you know, for speaking engagements or preaching engagements, you know, uh, different, you know, pastors in the district. Sometimes I've, I've preached around our district and even out of state some and, and uh, things like that. I'm happy to do that. I've always been happy to, you know, bring the lesson to our youth group every week. But as far as, you know, uh, my reach, that's, that's been about it. Sure. And, um, and they would say some of these things that you, that you say, even these short devotional type things that you say, you know, it would be good for, for people to hear this and 
And so I just, I just prayed about it and, and, uh, and I didn't feel any kind of resistance really. And I, I kind of put some feelers out there and I got an overwhelmingly good response about starting a podcast. And so I just, uh, I gave it a go. I saw, I saw that Matt was starting his podcast yeah, and you yeah. know, he takes each other and he, he takes me, he's like, it looks like we're in the same, you know, the same mindset here about starting a podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was like a whisper in the spirit that people were going to start. There was. My, my, my. There's a podcast ministry that's starting. Oh, my goodness. The, the Lord knew that he would start his and then have a child and, and go for like a year without having an episode. <laughs> and somebody was going to have to fill I it. I love it. Matt, Matt, if you're listening, Matthew, you need to release more podcasts, bro. I hate to put you on the spot, but, you know, just because you have a child now doesn't mean you can stop your ministry. Am I right, Jake? It's not an excuse. I'm, I really miss his podcast. Right. Just because you're taking care of a beautiful, amazing baby boy and you've brought life into it the is. world, there's more it important is. things. I need Apple Podcast every week. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> well, that's awesome, bro. I love, uh, I, I'm really, really excited that you're doing this ministry. And I, I just want to encourage you for real, all jokes aside, um, Please don't, but don't stop. I know, I know that um, a lot of podcasts get started, and then once you dive into it, you can see, oh man, there's work involved with it, there's commitment, there's scheduling involved with it, and a lot of times they don't last very long, just a few episodes. And I just want to encourage you to keep going. I can see God is really using this, and it's a blessing to me, and I know it's a blessing to to others. So thank you, bro, for accepting that call and, and praying about it because it's an important well, ministry for sure. Well, I've, I've been extremely encouraged with it um, just to, you know, to keep it going. And really the, uh, you know, there've been times where I would kind of, uh, I'd go for a week and I wasn't able to put out an episode and, and I, I would kind of forget about it, but you get a, you know, you get a message, you know, online from somebody you don't know. And it's like, you know, this, that episode from last week really pulled, like pulled me off the edge. You don't realize how special, you know, how that spoke to me. And so something like that, that's exactly why I'll keep, you know, I'll keep going with it. That's the, that's the fuel that, that keeps you going, bro. It really is. Um, when, when I hit, uh, the hundredth episode of Noteworthy, I think this is episode 107 I believe this Jake Walden episode 107 you heard it here folks. God's perfect number uh it's it's God's perfect number plus 100 so it's it's special yeah plus um and so when when we hit that number it was kind of surreal I was like wow I it's like it's crazy that they've been doing this for a while now and uh that's a lot of content I mean imagine sitting down and listening to that You'd have to sit there a long time to listen to all that content. And uh, I remember uh, Matthew Faircloth and James Barler were on the 100th celebration episode. And they asked me, you know, why do you keep doing this? How do you keep doing this? You know, that's a lot of episodes. And that's always the kind of a similar answer that rises up in my heart is it's it's really the messages you get from people and... uh, you know, when they tell you, hey, this really meant a lot to me. This helped me through a storm. This helped me through a trial. And and when you get messages like that, man, it just, it puts that fire in your heart. You know what? I know it's a lot. It's time right. consuming. It's a sacrifice. 
but it's a it's a ministry. I don't think I could do it if it were just a hobby. It but when it became a, a ministry, it was like okay, this is this is something I can can invest in. So I love it, bro. I love it. Um, let's talk about uh, your call into the ministry. I anytime I have the opportunity to uh, interview uh, a, a man of God. I love to ask this question. It's one of my favorite testimonials to hear, and I just soak it up, and I sit here and I listen, because I love hearing about people's call into the ministry, because everybody's story is so different. So when did you first feel called into the ministry, and how did you know that you were called? Uh, when I when I think about stuff like this, it, you know, I think about... Um, I'm 26 and then I think about that's that's so close to 30 and it makes me feel uh, I don't really know how that makes me feel anyway it gets here before uh, you know it bro you know questions it. like this just made me think about my age um, so I knew that I felt the call to ministry all the way back to teen camp days um, and probably probably even before that I just didn't think about it super hard you know when when you're a camper like that you know you come in and and people are preaching to you and you're hearing things about you know you need to answer the call and to you know and god's trying to do something in your life and you hear things like that but really uh i i can remember specific instances um during my camp days that i was not a committee member but a camper and uh you know people speaking things into my life and i remember one specific instance uh somebody that that you know i love and trust and and um a minister in our district they came to me and uh you know they told me they said they said god's gonna use you to 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 preach and speak words you know to um you know to ones in this just district and even beyond and just you you know you're gonna preach and you're gonna do these things and I, he was telling me all this stuff and i remember at the time it's not that i didn't believe him I could feel that. I could feel that burden on my heart. When people would pray things like that over me, I could feel that burden, that, that tug in my heart. But I was, the the problem was, is back then I was just a goofy punk. <laughs> and I was doing, just, you know, dumb stuff, goat roper productions and, you know, trying to be in a Christian rock band. That, you know, and that was, that was fun stuff. But I just, I, I just wasn't super serious about anything. You know, it, it's not that I didn't love God or, you know, didn't believe that he, he really was placing something on my heart. It's just that in, in my mind, I couldn't see when or how that I would kind of step into that. Um, but there really came just without getting into all the specifics, it really came just a turning point in my life that it was like all of a sudden I realized you know, all this other stuff is kind of gone. And, uh, it was almost an identity crisis. I remember at one point I was kind of like, this is what I'm known for. I'm known for being this, you know, just being real goofy and just, uh, really a better word is probably just stupid. You know, it's just things that, that make people either really annoyed with you or just laugh at you, you know, sure. and, uh, that's the kind of stuff I was known for. And, and that was fun, but I was having this identity crisis of, I, I was really feeling in my spirit. Like I need to step into some things that I feel like God is calling me to. And it seems like it all happened so fast. I remember, uh, I was, it was in my, 
was it? It was in my senior year, I think, that I preached my first message behind a pulpit at our church. Um, I had spoken like in one of the Christian uh, clubs at our school, like way back before P7. I had done that before, but as far as preaching behind a pulpit at the church, I think I was in my senior year. And wow. um, and that's when I feel like I, I answered that because I, I felt this overwhelming burden. Um, even the, the first message I preached, it was something that God had been stirring up inside my heart. And it was a, it was a 45 minute mess, but it was, I, I believe it was anointed though, because I remember the way that it felt. I remember the response and the altar call. And I, and I knew I was like, this, this is what the Lord wants me to do. Wow. And, um, wow. and so I, I've been, I've been preaching, um, since, since that point and, and, um, just however the Lord, you know, uses me in that I'll, I'll deliver the word of the Lord, however, uh, I can. And, and I've, I've not wanted to go back from it. I really haven't. Wow, man, that is, that's so special, bro. I, I absolutely love hearing your story and, and hearing people's story because everybody's call is different. We all have kind of a different entrance point into the kingdom of God, whether it's how we were born again, like where we were at, what stage in life we were at, and then past that point, when did you start feel a call of God on your life? So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about youth ministry specifically for a minute, because I know you're serving in this field. I currently serve in this field as well right now. A lot of listeners, I think, are either involved or a part of youth ministry at this moment. So first of all, um, what does your day-to-day routines look like as a youth pastor? And then secondly, for those that may not understand what it means to be a sectional youth director, what does that job description look like for you as well? Well, as far as day-to-day in the youth pastor role, um, really, I just I try and stay connected to our youth throughout the week, even if it's not at church. I just um, good. we have we have a couple of different like private like social media groups that we post devotions in and post you know things like that. And I, I try and keep connected with them all throughout the week. Um, you know, we have we have uh, regeneration is the name of our youth group, and we we have regeneration functions every Friday night, whether it's full-blown youth service with worship and preaching and all that, or whether it's uh, just prayer meeting, um, uh, or if it's, you know, game night or something like that, we kind of alternate what we do, but we uh, try and have something every Friday night. So as far as a schedule in the youth pastor role, that's really uh, how it goes. Um, Now I have, I have, you know, I have things that I do throughout the day, just personally not necessarily in the youth pastor role but right right. um but my main thing is try to stay just connected with them throughout we keep them you know connected and and keep everyone unified that's a big thing for me is to to keep them together keep them from drifting into other things and and keep them in you know just immersed in in this you know absolutely now for being a sectional youth director uh, what does that mean exactly? What does that job description look like for you? 
and uh, how do you implement that? Is that more of just a summer thing or year-round? Kind of explain to people what that looks like for you as a sectional youth director. Well, uh, first of all, you don't get paid for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Zero yeah. pay, people. No, zero, zero pay. pay. <laughs> it's the labor of love. No, right, I, right, right. Uh, I, I really enjoy being a sexual director. Um, That's and funny. I, I, it's fun because just because of the fellowship on the youth committee, um, I, I love our youth committee. It's, it's so much fun. And I, I actually do look forward to our, our planning sessions, things like that. I know by the end of it, you're, everybody's kind of almost asleep, but, but it's a lot of fun to me. I look forward to that. But, um, so, but as a sexual director, I guess, if, you know, if you don't, know what that means um so i guess all of our districts are are divided into different sections as far as i know um i know it works kind of differently in some in some states and i know texas has like you know it's you know they kind of count that as like five states right. and stuff like that but, right. um yeah. but in georgia i'm the section three youth director so really uh it kind of does work all year round for me. It's not as heavily involved all year round. Most of it is during this time of the year. Um, but, uh, as far as how it works year round, I really just try and keep our section connected. Um, uh, you know, uh, several of our, our churches in this section have their annual youth functions. Um, and if it's not that, then we try and plan, you know, some kind of youth service or youth rally or a few of those throughout the year, just to keep everybody in the section connected. Um, but uh, really, the most uh, the most work goes in around camp season, um, and you know that's. I just plan on being at the campground for three or four weeks. You know, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, which it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and I love I love working our our GDYM events. Uh, that's a huge part of being a committee member is is serving in those events. Uh, again, without pay. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, but it, it is a lot of fun. I love working our youth camps and just the different, uh, you know, uh, GDYM events that we have. Hey Jake, um, it you also know, involves... we, we bought you Wendy's that one time. I just want to, I just want to point that out that it, it was more than once. So yeah, I guess, we, I guess that's, uh, we, we may not pay out. you, but you know, Wendy's is usually included it. I mean, as long as it's a four for four, you can't get a regular combo, but but yeah, still, it's... Yeah. <laughs> hey, four for four is where it's at. Well, well, well. Okay, sorry. It. Go ahead. But um, <laughs> was I even <laughs> right? Sorry. It uh, being a sectional director, <laughs> it also includes a huge push yeah. for uh, move the mission or formerly she's for Christ, right. and um, and so sometimes you feel like oh, I'm the one that's shaking down people for move the mission offering. But, right. but I, I, I really have found that we have a lot of cheerful givers yeah. and, uh, and I'm thankful. You're right. I'm thankful not, not just in our section, but in, in our district. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really thankful for the, Amen. um, the culture of giving sacrificially. That's, that's really, it seems like it catches on more and more every year. Uh, I know, Brother John's our our superintendent. He really pushes for that culture of sacrificial giving, and I, I feel like that's kind of caught on uh, all throughout our district. Um, and uh, so it's it's not hard to push for move the mission to me. Um, of course, right. there's sometimes you have to you know call you know so and so 
20 times instead of, you know, one or two times. <laughs> right, right. But, then you're texting and you know, emailing like, per my previous right. email. <laughs> right. Get, now, now we're getting all the pressure from uh, Brother Joel right now. You know, call your pastors. Right, and, right. Uh, it's a part of it, man. It's a part of it. Um, that's the first time as a youth secretary that I feel like relieved because everything about being youth secretary is more work until move the mission because that's up to the sectional directors to call the pastors. So this is my first year. Now Zach Davey has taken on the mantle of section five and he's calling the pastors. As if anything is difficult for Zach Davey. Right. Nothing's hard. He is a machine. He's a machine. I, I sometimes think that he is an Android. Right. That he, is some kind of yeah, min- youth ministry robot. He you, just he's you, a machine. You frustrate me, Zach. You frustrate me. <laughs> you're you're good love, at everything. Zach, I love you to death, but you make me so mad. Right. <laughs> I love you so much, and you're such a blessing to the kingdom of God. But I hate you so much because you're so amazing. <laughs> good at everything, everything that you do. Zach Davy um, has been on Noteworthy. Uh, want to have him back for a part two, but he's our section five youth director, and the guy can preach. He's administrative. He can teach. He's a late night like late night activities type guy, and that's the thing about a committee is that if everybody were Nathan French, that would be the boringest committee of all time. <laughs> like hands down, like I would it would be, just be awful. Everybody- playing guitar all the time it'd be terrible like we'd all be sitting around like like the late night event would be like a songwriting session the students would be like i hate this camp this is the worst day of my life so people like sign up for music camp yeah this is lame you know i really would so all of our all of our differences and what we bring to to the table is 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 a really special thing when you bring a team together you know you've got your your joel johns your jeremy gove your Jake Walden, your Zach Day, and and everybody is so different, and we all have different strengths, we all have different weaknesses, and so um, I just I love that about the committee, and I love I love what you guys do, bro. I really appreciate you serving with excellence and with uh, with a great spirit, because that that really makes all the difference. You can serve, but when you serve with the great spirit and with a joyful heart, it just makes uh, all the difference, bro. So shout out to the gdym i love you guys and for those that aren't in georgia i'm sorry you had to hear that but you just got a little insight (laughs) of the georgia district youth um all right jake so what are some challenges that you've faced in ministry we've we all have them we all deal with them and uh how did you overcome those challenges when you felt a call into the ministry you may still face them now i know that i do uh I think probably the biggest, well, I guess a couple of the biggest challenges, but uh, they really have to do with age. Um, Like I said, I'm I'm 26 now, but like I said, I I preached my first message my senior year of high school. Um, And I, during that, it's like I said earlier, I I was kind of in this turning point. that I felt a serious call to ministry. Like it, it felt urgent. It felt like I need to step into 
these things that are more serious um, and and answer answer this call and and it's it was kind of hard uh, to not I, I know you know I know that our, our gift will make room for us I know the Lord prepare the way for for things when He calls you to things like that if, if you'll answer the call but sure. in, in my mind it was you know I'm not even out of high school yet and you know I. I you know, we, we say, you know, we're doing it all for the glory of God and, and we are, but you, you want to be taken seriously, you know, because it's sure. like, you don't want people to just brush off what you have to say because you're a young man. Right. And, and I, I was a, a, a really uh, young man. And so that was one initially just making that transition of, uh, this is goofy goat roper, Jake. <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's like, he's he's all preacher jake you know and trying to balance all of that and still be who i was you know to my friends but but you know be what i needed to be in uh in ministry that was one of the biggest challenges initially and i think that just growing in ministry because you know the the majority of the time that i've that i've been preaching that i've been um serving in, in this kind of role in ministry i've i've been the youth leader at our church and so, uh, and even I was, I was young. I mean, like I said, I, I think it was probably five or so years ago that I came onto the youth committee. So it's like, I'm this super young guy and, and I don't mean this in any kind of derogatory way at all, but I've, I've never been like cookie cutter in any way. Like what people would look and think that's, that's youth pastory, sure. you know, this is the kind of guy that's like on the, you know, on the, on the committee. Um, or right. serving in leadership because I've kind of come up, you know, kind of in like right out of the youth group age and kind of into the hyphen age group. Uh, and, you know, so I've led a lot of ones that are right around the same age as I am, kind of in the same seasons of life as I am. Um, that's been something, one of its own challenges, just being a, which we have a great youth group and I've been thankful. They've always been very supportive, but at times and in seasons, it's like they had to watch me go through these seasons of life that a young man will go through and still try and be youth pastor and still try and lead in this role and in this role. And, right. and, uh, right. so navigating all of the, you know, cause, and a lot of people that know me that just know, that certain aspects of my life have just been an absolute roller coaster. And so trying to navigate all of that and still just stay the course in ministry and in leadership and, and, and set a good example, you know, and, and the things that I'm doing, that's been, I think age and just the seasons of life that I've had to come through as a young man while still doing all of that has been wow. probably the greatest challenge, yeah. but God has always made a way. And I've always had, great support not just within my church my, i love my church family they're always very supportive but even uh just in our district and and i've got to say you've been one of them Man. you've been you've, you've been one of them just different times you've you've spoken into my life and just and yeah. not even just some kind of prophetic word into my life or anything like that but just just letting you letting me know you know that, you know that you were behind me that that things like that have have kept me encouraged uh wow. In, in my time in ministry and so i'm very thankful for that man praise god man that that means a lot and I, and i appreciate you being transparent and 
and honest with sharing that because I think I think there's a lot of people dealing with those same feelings or insecurities and and everybody's story is different you know I I didn't move to Georgia until I was 20 and a big part of you know my youth ministry my youth ministry really started here in Georgia I didn't work in youth ministry until I got here and so for me a lot of people their journey started with me 10 years ago does that make sense like they didn't uh, mm. most of you guys didn't know 13 year old me or 15 year old me or you know like you said the the kind of stupid version of ourself that we haven't <laughs> you know we we've all yeah. had those moments we still have them and so i appreciate you sharing that because whether you've grown up in your church or not or you're ministering to people that were your childhood best friends uh, it does not change the call of God on your life. God can use you exactly where you're at, and and He's doing it in in your life, Jake. So thank you for sharing that with us, bro. Now, um, I I wanted to ask you this because I think this is an important part of in ministry that we don't talk about enough, myself included, and that is how to. Uh, how to unplug what what can, what do you do to kind of just unplug because I think this is important, and I've started implementing this into some to the interviews because I feel like it's not talked about enough. Everything about ministry is like the grind, you know, go, 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 never stop. the call's always there, and that's that's true. I get that's true, yeah, but we're human, and we do need to unplug and we need to recharge in order to be effective and to be used and uh, to be the best version of ourselves. So what's some things that you like to do to just kind of hit the reset button, maybe unplug your phone, whatever it is that you do, what does that look like for you? Uh, Mainly I love to bet on horse races. Um, and besides that, uh, I really, I, I love to, that was a joke. Everyone, That's that funny. was a joke. Um, uh, no, good I, horses worth betting on right now. That's <laughs> kidding. I'm teasing. I'll talk to you after. Right, right. We'll, we'll connect. We'll sidebar, um, sidebar, sidebar. No more yeah. horsing around, Jake. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. It's been good being Sorry. on here. I'll it's been a great, it's been really nice being with <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we're talking about unwinding here right right, right. unplug um, unplug i'm about to unplug this mic so lord help me i, I really <laughs> I, I really do i know it sounds like such a just a blah answer but i really just I, I i love spending time with family and friends i really do um and i love if i'm doing any kind of activity to kind of unwind and get my mind off of everything <clears throat> I love the outdoors, uh, um, and with that, really more specifically, uh, I love like hiking and camping. Nice. Um, nice. The guys at our church, uh, we have a, a group of guys at our church that love that kind of thing as well. So we we camp a lot, and we <laughs> like these different trails and different hikes and stuff, different camping spots in Georgia. We're we're always at. I think we're supposed to go somewhere this Saturday, in fact, but. Um, just, I mean, a lot of times we'll just do like an overnight trip, just go camp and, and hike and, 
And so I love that kind of thing. That's uh, awesome, I love man. to do that. And, and that, that sound, you know, camping and hiking is tough work too sometimes, but to me it's, it kind of, you know, sure. It just gets my mind off, off of everything for a little bit and, and helps me unwind. But, you know, other than that, I, I really just, just, just quiet time, just spending time with, you know, family and friends, things like that. It, it's, um, I don't really have just anything specific that's like, this is what I have to do to be able to, right. you know, clear my head and stuff. I just, just kind of do things that help me just, you know, unplug my brain for a little bit. That's cool. That's cool. You know, when I was, when I was younger, I always had this kind of joke that, you know, the outdoors doesn't have air conditioning. It doesn't have beds. And I, I would always like, that was me as a teen. I was that teenager that like on the fall retreat, I'm like, where's the nearest AC unit, you know? And, and I was, but as I got older, I'm 30 years old now. I know, I know I'm old Jake and, and I'm getting up there, but um, there, there really is something, I guess the, the more technology I have to immerse in, because of my life, whether it's, you know, being a recording artist that requires a lot of, you know, you know, there's a lot of technology involved. There's a lot, there's a lot of, of digital side to music now that, that people don't really realize, um, being secretary, being a youth pastor, um, I even like working on the books here at the church, things like that. The, the more that I do, the more I appreciate the outdoors. And so I've gotten to the point where now that I have two boys, Judah and Ezra, Judah will be four in October, Ezra will be two in October, really my favorite thing to do is to take them outdoors and let them run around. Judah loves to go fishing. He's already caught quite a few fish. Um, and so I can totally appreciate uh, what you're saying, that when you get outside, there's just something about the unplug that that happens when you just step outside fresh air no technology really you know i like to turn my phone off if i can because that man these things just chase you everywhere you go it's like it's kind of a constant pool on your even on your spirit i i think i think it can it can be a constant pool on your spirit where you even try to pray i always teach my students to turn your phone on airplane mode when you pray and you will go to new heights in prayer. Um, because uh. you, you really do. I mean, it's, you don't get notifications. It takes you to a new level in your prayer life. So I love that. Um, all right. So, uh, let's talk about your, your preaching ministry for just a moment. And it, this, this may be a simple process for you. I just like to, I like to get this for the aspiring ministers that listen and and the reason I asked this is because when I started preaching, even though I grew up in a minister's home, I had zero idea. I mean, zero idea how to prepare a message. Where do I start? You're looking at a blank piece of paper. And so this question is kind of a little bit more on the practical side. I call it between the prayer room and the pulpit, right? So we know we know that you've prayed for a message we know that you preached that message, but what happens in between the prayer room and the pulpit? How do you prepare it? How do you put it together? And what does that look like for you? Uh, sermonspice.com. 
Again, just right. I gotta stop with the jokes today. Um, yeah. Sermon. Wait, let me write that down. Sermon. This <laughs> mic could save me some time in the future. Is that even still a thing? I don't know. I just remember hearing about that. I don't know, bro. Anyway, um, Google. So, yeah, uh, sermon prep for me. So I, I usually, well, I, I'm either preaching or teaching every week mm-hmm. um, to uh, to our youth. Um, but I, uh, I preach just in like, you know, a Sunday service at our church at least once a month. Um, and so just under, you know, special circumstances, sometimes more than that. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, pastors got to preach at some point, you know, right, but, right, uh, right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm, I'm usually on the schedule to preach once a month at our church. And so I, I just know usually like this, this day I'm going to be preaching this month. And, and so, um, uh, of course, like I said, I, I do, you know, I do travel around our district. some just, you know, and, and I've, I've thankful God has, you know, allowed that to happen just because we have a lot of great friends and, uh, in Amen. our district, but, Amen. um, it's, it's great to fellowship with them and be a part of their services sometimes. But, uh, as far as sermon prep, I, I'll know. So usually I have the knowledge like, okay, I'm, now there've been times that pastors like, it's like two days away and he's like, Hey, can you preach this Sunday? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Sure. And, um, but, uh, usually God will put something it just kind of in my head or in my spirit and it'll, it'll stick there. It's like, I can't get it out or, I, or, or sometimes I'll, you know, wh- whether that's just, I'll have a, I'll have just a thought or either I'm, I'm reading in the morning or something and something jumps out at me. Or if I hear just one sentence out of a totally different, you know, sermon that somebody is, is preaching and I'll hear it and I'll be like that, that could be a completely different, direction but it'll it'll stick it'll stick in my head and and so when something sticks with me like that i'll 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 search it out i'll i'll search scripture about it i'll uh, i'll study it and and kind of hold on to it and god will always somehow we all know the way that god speaks to us individually and he always somehow confirms like Yes, this is the direction you need to go, and I pray for that. I I pray specific things sometimes, like God, let this you know show me this way, and and He will. Right. And sometimes He shows me in a completely different way. But I've just found to trust the Lord. Like, look, I have to get up and say something that's going to help somebody. Like, you yeah. know, I need a yeah. word from you, so let me know. Like, I'm not going down the wrong path here, and and He always does. Absolutely, um, and so usually sermon prep for me, it, it you know it, I kind of work on it over over a period of it starts just like as this little seed in my head, and and I'll just kind of follow down that, you know I keep pulling at that thread, and and you know if I know that God is saying yeah this is the direction I want you to go, and and so I I still now there are exceptions sometimes I'll I'll do it you know in notes on on my laptop or phone or whatever, but I still, for the most part, I, I actually do handwrite my notes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which awesome. I know like now is like a thing that's like, you know, I show up to, to play, even when I, when I preached at camp for the first time, one of the day sessions, I was using a notepad. Like, uh, I think I was at least, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like I, I know I was because I think that I have 
those notes handwritten. Wow. And I'm, that's, I'm not going to stay on that, but that's I awesome, still man. handwrite notes. And, and, uh, I, my and, dad you know, does as, as well. My dad handwrites all of his notes. Yeah. I have, I have stacks just from preaching over the years. I have a, a stack about as tall as me of, of notes wow. that's, that I've just written. And, and, and the reason, the reason probably that there's so many is because, um, I know a lot of people ask about, okay, well, how do you write your notes? Like, how do you write out, you do like bullet points or do you, you know? Sure. And I, for the most part, I, it's almost like I'm preaching to myself. Like I'll, I'll write stuff. I'll write little notes down. And then when it comes time, like I'm going to put this into a cohesive, you know, sermon, I'm going to put this in order and put it, lay it out the way that, that I want to deliver it then I'll almost be preaching to myself and I'm just writing as I, as I would say it. Wow. That's as I'm hearing it in my head, I'll write it down. That doesn't always mean that when I get behind the pulpit that I just stand there and I stare and read off the page of my notes. But it, to me, it helps me when I write it down, whenever I write something down like that, I can almost just, not have to look at my notes at all. I can look down every now and then and see a word and know that's where I was going here. And, it, right. and so that makes sense. I, I'm not, I'm not just right in my notes for the most part, whenever I'm actually preaching, but I do hand write my notes as if I was saying it out loud. Gotcha. And so that's, that's what's worked for me. Now, sometimes I'll be praying and studying. It's like one of those times that you're like agonizing over a word from God. And it's like, he's saying, this is all you get. (laughs) You know, it's like, this is what you get. Oh man. It it ends up being like, you know, I've preached, I've preached from like three bullet points before, like no notes written out, just like words, you know, just in bullet points. And and you go from that. But that's one of those times. That's scary when God does that to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is, it's absolutely true. There are some times that you, you have to rely on God when you mm-hmm. get behind that pulpit. I mean, you should be anyway, but um, right. you, you have to know that you're prayed up and that the anointing is flowing mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when you have one of those times because, like, God, this is completely in your hands right now. Yes, <laughs> you know, I, I don't yeah. want to just get up here for, like, five minutes, you know. And, um, I yeah. want to say something beautiful, but. You know, they say psychologically that when you write something by hand versus when you type it, that your recollection of what you have written is like 50% higher than if you type it. I think that's true. And that makes sense. It's like the old concept of teachers, how they would would make you write the same sentence over Mm -hmm. and over and over again, and then... I don't know if you can kind of tap into the memory bank of when you were a little kid, but you forgot how to spell something, but you could go back to that third time you wrote it or that fourth time you wrote it, and uh, that kind of makes all the difference. I I think it's amazing that you do that um, because I am almost completely digital now, mainly because I type so much faster than I can write by hand, and I don't have great handwriting. So it's so much easier for me to read something that I typed and uh, I, you know, bold fonts, um, I color coordinate, I highlight, like I digitally highlight, but I have different colors for different types of things. 
And so right. anyways, I just, I love hearing how everybody does a little bit different. And, um, it's interesting because one of the things that the podcast helped me with, as I would ask this question is there was almost a stigma that if you, if you wrote out your notes, it was like, you must not really be spiritual, you know, because you, you, you wrote it out and I would, and like I was interviewing people and it's like, well, I, I preach with no notes. I walk up with my Bible. That's it. And that's, that's amazing. That's incredible. Um, multiple men of God do that. I mean, Brother Landon Gore really, he just preached for us. He told me he doesn't use notes. Brother Jared Turner, Brother Victor Jackson, all a lot of these guys, they literally, uh, they do not go to the pulpit with notes. However, what you find behind the scenes is that they were in a coffee shop or in their prayer room and they're writing it out, right? There was a right. moment where they did think through it. They did write it out. They did, and so they're preaching from really from recollection, but their yeah. memory allows them to do that. And then I would interview people like Raymond Woodward or uh, Myron Weidman, people like that. And it would encourage me. I'm like, oh, thank God. There's still people that have yeah. to write out their <laughs> notes. notes. We we really are yeah, all yeah. different. Well, we all have different brains and different recollection systems of how we can recall things to our memory bank. And so um, I love hearing that because I do think it is an encouragement to this generation. So thank you for sharing that with us. Okay. So before we dive into like the final real question, I want to do a rapid fire segment. I've been very excited about this Um, for the listeners. Jake, has not heard these questions. And for today, we are calling this segment. Are you ready, Jake? <laughs> what is Jake thinking? <laughs> Okay. I love it. What is Jake thinking? And for the last few weeks on the show, I've been doing rapid fire segments. And so, but today, Jake is going to be answering the rapid fire questions. This is the part I've been looking forward to probably the most. Okay. Jake, how are you feeling, bro? I've got some, some rapid fire questions here. And the goal is, um, here's the rule with rapid fire. You have to kind of just answer what you're thinking first. It just whatever whatever kind of pops in your head. The, these are not deep pondered questions. These are rapid fire, okay? You ready, Jake? How you okay. feeling? I I think I'm feeling good. I feel like we need some theme music good. like something like that. The Star Wars theme song. Okay, here we go. Um <laughs> Very appropriate that you'd say that because the first question is, would Yoda or Darth Vader win in a lightsaber duel because we've never been able to see them fight? Uh, Depending on at what stage of life Yoda is in, uh, Yoda would win that battle. Okay. If it came down to lightsaber skills alone. 
Wow. That was, if it was a force battle, that's a different story. That was well thought out. Very well done, Jake. Very well done. All right. That question was submitted by Matthew Faircloth. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. If right. you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Honestly, I, I've had this question before, and I love living in Athens, Georgia. Okay. I really Athens, I really Georgia? Do. I love my town. What was your favorite subject in school? Uh, history. Who is your favorite apostolic artist, present company excluded, of course? You have got to be kidding you me. You cannot say me uh, or Rachel. You well, can't besides, say us. Besides uh, Rathan and Nachel. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I cannot believe. Do I really have to? answer this i, Listen, I love this is called what is jake thinking so we we have to know what you're thinking what that's okay, that's the whole I'll put it like this that's the whole theme I'll, here I'll jake put it, i'll put it like this probably what probably who i'm listening to the most right now who i have just on repeat the most right now is probably james wilson honestly james wilson incredible guy incredible music good answer yep are you an introvert or an extrovert I am an introvert, and I'm a trained extrovert, but naturally I interesting. am an introvert. So, so naturally Oops. you're an introvert. Okay, interesting. I am. I'm very, very, very introverted, and that doesn't mean that I dislike being extroverted and social and things like that, but naturally I'm totally introverted. Wow. You you hide that well, because I would have pegged you more of an, as an extrovert. Uh, that's like I said, a trained extrovert. I, 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 I can, can relate. I can, I can, I can flip the switch. I can flip the switch when I need to. Yeah. So, I can totally relate to what you're saying because I'm very much an introvert. And the older I get, the more introverted I am. All right. <laughs> if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Oh my goodness. These I are really hard. Thought about that. These are hard, aren't they? Uh, what would I write about? Um, I, I would. I would probably. Actually, I have had this thought before, and I would probably write about being a young uh, youth pastor. Being a young youth pastor, love it. Why do you think people hate on pumpkin spice so much? <laughs> I think that people. There's something that can get inside people that it makes them love to hate right. things that other people <laughs> love. And I don't know why. It's just one of those nasty, fleshly, carnal right. things that that we have to get under control. But uh, right. like I said, it's, it's the same way with, with people that hate Star Wars. They it's hate like joy. They love to hate things. That, yeah, they hate – I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I love pumpkin spice. Yeah, it's like – you know, as you ministered on this subject on what was I thinking with Jake Walden, um, I just thought to myself, wow, that, that really ministered to me because there are people working for the kingdom of hell that <laughs> they just, they, they do not like joy, they don't like Star Wars, and they don't like pumpkin spice. And it's like, okay, all right, yeah. well... Uh, we're going to talk about it on this podcast, folks. If that offends you, I mean, 
<laughs> and if you don't like pumpkin spice, we love you, but we probably can't be friends with you. All right, let's move forward. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh, my biggest pet peeve. This is this is an odd one, but this this really is true. So in this in this digital age of social media that we live in, I think probably one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing uh like like t- now I don't have TikTok but seeing like TikTok style videos <laughs> where someone records themselves crying oh my goodness now this is not to say uh, this is not me saying I don't think you should cry or even if you're crying on camera that's a, that's not what I'm saying I'm talking about these videos that are edited it's like because you just know <laughs> you probably did 10 takes Right. And I'm like, no, that didn't look good enough. <laughs> and now and now I need to put now I need to put the filter on it. Now I need to put the sad music behind oh, it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's under my skin for Somebody some help us. Especially, oh. especially usually because it's usually crying about something pretty dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now we're we're, gets, we're gonna make one sense. exception. We're gonna make one exception. If you record yourself crying because you don't like pumpkin spice, then we'll let it fly. Any other time, this is Jake and I's biggest pet peeve. Please do not grab your phone and record yourself crying and put a filter over it and put sad music behind it. Thank you, Jake, for ministering on that subject today. Name your top three favorite preachers. Uh I'm going. I'm going to exclude uh, my dad and my pastor, um, just because he. That's. I feel like he's just my all-time favorite. Of and I, I should have included that in the question because we all know that our pastor should be our absolute favorite preacher. But yes, thank you because I want three people that are not your pastor um, that would be your favorite preachers or that have maybe impacted your life the most. Oh, this is. This is uh, this is difficult. I so, would struggle with this question because it's hard. Because there's so many wonderful people of God, you know, it's hard. I actually feel sick at my stomach right now because I feel like I'm going to get text messages after this. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is why I love rapid fire, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, top three. You said, yeah, top, top three. three. Um, this is just you personally. This is just people that have impacted your life. Okay, so people, there there are a lot of preachers that I love to listen to. That I love, I love to hear them. I love to listen to them. As far as just deep personal impact on my life, um, I'm going to say uh, Brother Tim Green, Evangelist Tim Green. Amazing. Uh, he's been a been a huge part of my life, um, and just in my my growth and in, in ministry and things like that. And he has impacted my life tremendously. Um, I'm going to uh, also say uh, evangelist uh, Doug Smith. Um, I don't know if you know him or not, I but do. he uh, they're they're really close to uh, just to our church. Um, but he being being a young a younger guy and just the way that he that he preaches and delivers uh, and just the way he's kind of spoken in my life before he's he's had a huge impact on me. Um, oh my gosh. This is this is this is where the cutoff is right here. <laughs> <This> <laughs> one is more person. 
Oh my goodness. Um, it is tough. It is tough. I'm going to go with, with, I'm going to go with an elder for this one. So that kind of, that kind of helps, Good helps with, with choosing this. Good um, choice. And I and and I know this one. I know people have their have their uh, their things about this one, probably. But but uh, Jeff Arnold's messages, honestly, and yeah. I know a lot of people are like, "Man, he's rough around the edges. <laughs> <laughs> he's not everybody's cup of tea." I get that. I get that. But but honestly, <clears throat> some of his messages, I can genuinely say, have transformed my my spiritual walk. Wow. Just at, at different times uh, that that I've that I've heard him preach, and and, and then just some of the messages that I wasn't even there for in person, mm-hmm. but his the impact on my life and on my my outlook and, and things. Um, I heard him preach about life's great, three greatest words one time, and he was talking about I am persuaded. Those three words are like a staple in my life for as long as I can remember. Any any time that there's anything, I can't tell you how many times that I've said to myself. I got this and this and this and this and this going on, but I am persuaded. And it just, honestly, that the impact that that's had. So I would have to say that. And I really just want to keep going on and on. No, that's good though. That's good. That's top three. That's a, that's amazing. All incredible, incredible men of God. Um, So this is the final rapid fire segment. And then I have one more question before I let you go, Jake. So this is the final right. rapid fire. If you won $10 million tomorrow, what would you spend it on? Uh, $10 million tomorrow. <clears throat> I've actually thought about this question before. and um, Of course, you'd pay your tithes first, right? Uh, well, I was, about, I was just about to say, I'd pay my tithes. <laughs> I would. But I would, uh, I would, um, I would pay off uh, our church building, I would do that. Uh, I would make sure everybody um, uh, in my family was taken care of, and then I would. I, ten, now I've I've said this about if if I want because I, I was passing one of like the Mega Millions boards one time that was like three hundred something million dollars. Yeah, and and I, I was like I said I think that I would with that I would pay off. Uh, anybody that that still had had a note, you know, that they're paying on their building in our district, I think I would pay off every church in our district. Wow, I really really would. So with ten million, I don't know if it would stretch out that far, Probably but I not. would do as much. Yep. That. I, I would I would just I would make <laughs> sure that that you know those close to me were taken care of, and and I and I would give to churches in our district. Wow, that's amazing, Jake. What a great uh, what a great answer. You kind of. You kind of make me sick there how unselfish you are with that ten million dollars. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> That's know. amazing though. Super I'm super uh, giving, super humble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody's more humble than me. Nobody. Nobody <laughs> nobody's, nobody's more humble than I am. Nobody. I'm the greatest <laughs> humble person ever. All right. So Jake, um I got I have one more question for you here and it man, I've just I've really just had such a great time. What a great start to to my day getting to talk to you and 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 hear some of your story and and uh, to learn some some new things about you and kind of dive deeper into uh what you're thinking and 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 what your life is like and um I do want to encourage people um to stop what you're doing right now and go 
subscribe to What Was I Thinking with Jake Walden. This podcast is going to bless your life. Be sure to go subscribe to that. Um, Don't just go click on an episode. Go subscribe, and that way when he releases an episode, you're going to get a notification on your phone saying that there's a new episode, and when you get that notification, it's going to just make your whole day better. Your whole week is going to be better. So I encourage everybody to do that. All right, Jake. And I'll settle for, for three-star reviews. Settle <laughs> yeah, for three we'll star. settle for three, even three. Uh, anything less than that, unacceptable. But we will we will take a, a three-star review. I've never asked this question before, Jake. I usually end with a different question, but I wanted to ask you this question today. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Let's leave our listeners with that. All right. You ready for this super spiritual answer? I'm ready, bro. Hit me. Really, I would uh, I would tell myself, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm. Um, you know, and his righteousness and all these other things would be added because wow. – there were times there were times in my life that I had that I had that even though I didn't even realize or, or mean to that I had that flipped around. Wow. And 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 I there were times I had to look back and realize I had I had that flipped backwards um, at certain points in my life. And uh, it really. I found that if you'll in this sounds it's now so cliche, but but it's it's true. And, I'm you know, you hear this from all kinds of different you know, people in different walks of life and different age groups and things. I'm, I'm telling you as a young guy, um, you know, 26 is still young, uh, that it really makes all the difference to put the things of God at the front of everything else in your life. It, uh, if in your decision making in uh, big and small decisions and in everything that you do, put God first and put, don't just say why put God first because I just you know as in I'm I'm giving honor to God above everything not not just that on that level I mean put factor in God in everything that you do yes and 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 make him make him be the filter through which you do everything wow um that that makes all the difference and 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 I know that God has has, has kept me and blessed me and, and been better to me than I deserve. But, you know, and, and I think we all can look at some point in our life and real and think, I wish that I had, that I had put God first in that. I wish that I had maybe let God be the filter that I went through before, you know, before that. But, um, if I, if I could tell myself one thing at 18 years old, that, that would be what, what it would be to make sure that he is, he is the absolute first thing. Um, in your life and, and everything else will, will work out. Wow. What a phenomenal piece of advice. What an incredible way uh, to end this interview. This time together has been so special to me, bro. I wonder if you would do us the honor of praying over our listeners today. God is great. God is good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I thank you for our time together today. I pray that, Lord, any anyone listening to this, no matter what day, what time, where they're at, while they're listening to this, that they would hear something and, 
in the midst of everything we've talked about, they would hear something that would help them, encourage them, and just spark something inside of them, Lord, to, to follow the call in their life, uh, to do the things you've called them to do, and, and know that they can do it with you. Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name, and, and uh, I pray blessings on everybody listening to this today. In Jesus' name. Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Jake, I love you, bro. I believe in you. I love you, man. And I'm I'm so, so thankful for your friendship. Never stop doing what you're doing. Never stop being who you are. And God's using you. Never change who you are. Never change your personality. Just be exactly who you are and God will continue to use you. And I'm I'm so excited to look five years down the road, ten years down the road, twenty years down the road. And just see all the incredible things that God has in store for you and your family. Please greet um, your parents, greet Annabeth, and just love your family so, so much. Please send my love to them. Y'all are some of my favorite people in the world, and hope you have a great day. Hey, we, we love y'all. We love y'all. Thank you, man. You, you mean a lot to me, you and your family. And I appreciate you and everything that, that you are and have been in my life. That means a lot, bro. I love you, man. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, we may have to get you on for, for, for a part two one day, if you're willing, because uh, I had a great time. And, uh, bro, enjoy. Have great church tonight. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Love y'all. Love you, man.